to to remember in a way what it what it feels like and 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 looks like to be in a room and be hungry for God together. Okay, like what the, I just said to James, like you know, to go and pray for someone, you you forget the significance of your faith just imparting to them the fact that you just walk over to them and you go. And they're like, oh, you know, all you did was just do that. And all they needed was that, you know, and you think you've got nothing to give because you don't because it's the spirit within us. So he's busy. He's moving amongst us. And we must, I think we need to remember that these muscles that we think we've sort of stopped going to gym, it's actually just a spirit moving through us. So we've just got to learn to bless and bless. Yeah. So what a week, eh? Generosity. Who gave something away this week? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Again, I just want to see. You gave, okay, let's do this, let's do this. Okay, hands in the air, everybody. Everybody, hands in the air, come on. I'm serious, I'm being serious, come on, let's just do it. It's, you know, we're in this church, we're into slides and we're into actions and stuff. So, hands in the air, okay, if you gave something away this week, keep your hand up. If you didn't, put it down. Okay. If you gave two things away this week, keep your hand up, and if you didn't, put it down. If you gave three things away this week, and if you didn't, put it down. And whose hand's still up? Wait, and Terry, and Terry, and Terry. If your hand's still up, if you gave four things away, anybody? At least four. More. Can we keep going? Five, four. Guys, just a very slow clap for Mish. Yeah. The highest honor in this church, you know that, eh? Slow clap. So, what a, what a time. You want, come and tell us a story, one of the things. Quick, just come and tell us. I mean, you've got four things to tell us about, so pick one. Guys, this is how this morning's going to be, so just be on your toes, okay? Just come and tell us one of the things. What did you give away? How's that? Good. Go for it. So, um, how my week actually started was that I got something, like one of the people phoned me, no not phoned me, they actually texted me, and they said that they want to give their seven days for me, and I was like, oh what? That's cool. (laughs) So I got first before I gave away. (laughs) So, yeah, um, but it wasn't like, the stories weren't like so in like very in depth, but the one time... I went to Checkers and I asked like the Lord, okay, show me a picture of who, who should I give the money to? <laughs> and I got this, this like, um, I don't know how to put it, but like this scully, scully, <laughs> with, like, with black clothes on and with letters on his hoodie thingy. And yeah, and I was like, okay, 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 okay. And then I went and I'm in checkers the whole time and I'm like, where's this schoolie, eh? <laughs> but I didn't see. I'm sorry, that's just yeah, my relationship with God. Um, it's like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm outside of checkers and I'm going like to the robot and I'm having this heavy stuff on me, like because I'm walking because I want to get out more. And um, then I saw this. Beardalore? What's that? A beardalore? A beggar at the robot and he had like black with a wording, not exactly like the picture, but it was, yeah, like the picture 
I got and I was like, here you go, like 20 rand and bless you. And he's, he first thought I was like going to ask him to help me carry all these heavy because I don't, I understand, I underestimate how small I am and I have all these bags and I'm like going like this. So yeah, so, he was having compassion on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, there was another guy that also asked me if he can help me, but yeah. But that's not really like, yeah, I got, that's the only ma Beautiful. magnificent. Still so saw the guy that you had the picture about and you gave him money and it was... Yeah, I tried to talk to him, but he was, yeah. It's like at that moment you freeze. <laughs> you have like this, I'm gonna like give him word, I'm gonna pray for him, and then you're like, here's the money, bye. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's one of my love, stories. Love, love your story, thank you. The rest of you have got some time to get ready with your stories. Jen, you want to come up? So, um, we're going we're gonna to just hear from Jen for a bit, and then we're going to have some more stories. Put it up again. Thank you. Um, so, I asked Jen the same question I asked Fiona last week. Wasn't Fee good last week? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Actually, want us to go and make a gif of that one moment in the preach. Can we do that? What from the video, that? like, the part where you started getting excited and I want to see like a gif of that as your kind of profile in our next email. I also wanted to say that we've had video recordings of every service for the last five months and I'm on this week and, and it's a podcast. Amazing, like, yeah? Got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's there's been, there was a bit of Insta, I saw a phone happening. Whose phone was that? No, 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 no. no. There was a phone I'm on the chair joking. that you were worshipping. Whose phone was that? Was it yours? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there was a phone. I saw the, I thought it looked like someone was doing Instagram. Was it? Was it you? No, it was a James. Oh, you were videoing us. Cool. Okay, well, there's... Yeah. Video to Jen and then send it to her because she needs to be helped. I'm really joking. So I said to Jen, as I said to Fia, we're going to be doing this just for another two weeks. Because I think it's really helpful for all of us. We haven't been meeting as a church community in this way. What does this mean to you? What is the church in this way? And I said, like, answer it in any way. And Fia did a really good sort of biblically based theological answer and there's, like, there's, no, there's no wrong right I just said what is the church mm. so tell us what is the church mm. so I just to want you. to say Fee thank you that was the most amazing foundation um, if anyone missed Fee's yeah. talk last week really do go watch the video <laughs> um, yeah it was profound and it was so helpful to kind of re-establish why we do this um, so I feel like I've got a little bit more liberty to just zone in into something a little bit more personal, like what it means to me. Um, and you said I've got five or 10 or 15. Well, it depends, look at their face okay. and see how they... If they saw your name, <laughs> checking their social media. Um, it's for the podcast, we can't see any of your smiles yeah. right now. It's awkward. Uh, I just want to say right now, I'm, I feel very excited to share. When Kyle asked me, I just said yes straight away. And... Um, I feel excited about what I want to say, but I'm feeling very emotional, and that's not very exciting right this moment. Um, it's been over three years since we lost Ness, and she loved that song, and so it's just in my heart. I just want to say that and I'm missing Ness here up now. Good, this is on video. <laughs> it's on podcast. Yeah. Um, 
And I suppose I'm just feeling a bit vulnerable because like Carl says, it's like so strange to be in your presence again. And you know, this is all of me. So here I am and I'm a little bit of a mess, but I'm here and I'm gonna put it together. So when Carl said, um, what does church mean to me? Two things came to my mind immediately and they're from the last, I'd say five months. These two stories, they're so different, but bear with me. The first story, when he said, what does church mean to you? The first picture that came to mind was how um, over the last few weeks, months, Fridays, I'll come downstairs after putting Francis to sleep and Luke's put the other two to sleep. And I come downstairs to hang out with Luke and I'll see he's very engaged in something on his phone or on the computer. And I'll be like, what am I disturbing? And I've slowly started to notice it's a telltale, telltale sign of how his week has been. He's either Googling puppies or farms. <laughs> like he has this way of processing his stress from the week and looking at dogs or looking at property very far away from people. <laughs> and. Um, it's become a bit of a running joke with us, like, what are you looking for today? Um, it's also very current because he did come home with a dog on Friday and we've been trying to <laughs> train this dog all weekend together. Anyway, so he's got a dog, we don't have a farm and it's not um, happening anytime soon, but it's been a bit of a picture of the need he has, the need we have, it represents me too that by the end of some weeks, we just, we're done, you know? Like, relationships are hard, and um, city, the city hustle is real, and running a business is hard, and, and this, this time has been really, really tough for us as a family. Um, and then the other story that came to mind was, I had such a strange experience. The first three weeks of lockdown, we, we weren't allowed to see anybody, and that was, that was really tough. Um, it actually feels a bit like a dream now that I say that to you. Like, did that happen? But we literally couldn't see anybody outside of our nuclear units, you know? You know. And I had so many people in those weeks start messaging me, not from our church community, from outside this specific family. How are you and Luke coping without all your people? And um, it happened maybe six or seven times from various people that know me. And I actually started getting a complex, like, <laughs> am I someone who leans a lot on um, social engagement or community or have I got no boundaries? Like, am I not a singular unit that this is, this is what is coming across, that people are concerned for my well-being? Um, but I also found it very kind and surprising, you know? Anyway, those two stories came to mind when you asked, what does church mean to you? no idea what this to do with anything and then I heard this quote um, on a podcast I was listening to this past week by Bonhoeffer Bonhoeffer yeah thank you it said um, let him who cannot be alone beware of community and let him who is not in community beware of being alone and I just felt like it summarized the tension that one holds so beautifully this desire to be known, be in family, um, but also like how terribly tough that can be, that tension, you know, of being known, of really being known, of like crying in front of the people on a Sunday morning. Um, and so 
yeah, I just felt like God was putting words for me on, on what I was kind of experiencing, what Luke and I have been experiencing as a family during this time, that in a way it feels silly to be talking to you who are here, why church is important. I mean, you clearly have some sense it could be <laughs> you're here. But it's also good to recognize that it doesn't mean it's necessarily easy for you. Or church isn't an extrovert or introvert thing. It's not like some of us need people and some of us don't. Even those of us who look like we really need people, we really need community, we, we find it hard. You know, there's tension. Um, Jonathan Hulse, Ella's, you know, people, he says so beautifully, um, you can't have music without tension in your strings. And it's the same with relationships, you know, it's, it's a give and it's a take, there's a pull, there's a, there's a challenge. Like Fee said last week, you don't come to church for what you can get out of it. Ask the right questions, like what is church, what should it be doing for you, you know? So that was my first point. I've only got three, so don't worry, or four. <laughs> I haven't decided on the fourth one. <laughs> Wild card. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, so my first point is that um, we can't actually be church if we, we don't have God for ourselves. Um, in that I can't be who I need to be for you if I'm not tapping into the Holy Spirit for myself. Uh, but it's not enough for me to tap into the Holy Spirit day after day, week after week, year after year, and it never to actually impact your life or somebody's life on the outside. You know, it's a, I think it's a good challenge to think, am I comfortable being on my own? You know, there's times I haven't been able to answer that question properly. Um, and I'm, am I comfortable being safe around people? And... <laughs> Point two is that church is family. Um, Fee mentioned this last week. There's no other way to say it. Church is family. That was the point. A healthy family is one of the most beautiful examples of kingdom come. You know, it's one of the most beautiful examples of God. So I'm just thinking about your prayer for me this morning. How beautiful. That Kathy was praying all these things. She didn't know I was speaking today. But just thank you for being... Um, faithful with your prayer. <laughs> um, so when I was... <laughs> guys, sorry, this is maybe telling of my age. I'm 40 in two years' time. But it's also had an eclectic musical upbringing, okay? No. So Cheryl Crow wasn't necessarily my genre. But she has this one song before she starts to sing where she says, this ain't no disco, this ain't no country club either. And every time I walk in this door, that is what I think. It's like, it's just one of those quirky things about me that I'm letting you all in on. And when I was talking to God about this, he reminded me of that. It was like, thanks, that's very helpful for everybody. Um, but I think, I think what it, it was, it's what it reminds me every time I walk through this door is that I have this desire to just keep things light. I have this desire to just have a good time. I have this desire to, to be around people that make me feel good, you know? And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like that's not the point of us, you know? The point of family isn't to always have a good time. Um, it's messy. It's seriously messy in my house. And, and it's... it's, it's they're full of teachable moments, right? Like our families, 
that's what we do for each other. Like if I didn't love my children, I wouldn't ever provide them with teachable moments. Um, and so sometimes church can feel a little bit like parenting, but it can also feel a little bit like being the child. Um, there's, there's a sense of not just people keeping people accountable, um, but honoring who we see them to become. So when I'm disciplining Dan or Ali or Francis, or I'm asking Luke why he's doing something a certain way, I'm not just trying to be punitive or quizzy. I'm, I'm trying to say, like, I see more for you. Or I see more in you. And if we can't do that for each other, then this is just a disco or social <laughs> club, you know? Um, yeah, so I, f- I feel quite challenged in that personally because it doesn't come naturally to me to to want to go there. I don't like going there. And yet you guys have forced me to go there for the, however long I've been part of a church body. And I'm nothing but better for it, you know? I, I love to think that I keep growing. I love to think that I see you guys keep growing. And none of that would happen if we were just um, shooting the breeze, I suppose. So church is family, but in the most beautiful, um, messy, honoring way, you know? Um, yeah. A few years back when we were trying to reestablish what our values were as a church, um, I remember God really impressing on my heart the word shalom and this mandate of shalom and shalom not just meaning peace but meaning rightness in the world. And so I felt like that's where we move from just becoming a family, but to the fact that as a church body, we also have this corporate mandate of bringing like shalom, not just to this room right now, because it feels quite peaceful and there's a bird chirping. And, well, my children aren't here. <laughs> but that, um, that this, this place, this climate that we create, it's, it's a mandate to go out and actually be culture shifters. Like that is so much more exciting to me than just being here on a Sunday. The fact that I can as a family unit, then as a church, then as a city, like change a culture, change a climate is phenomenal. That God would say that's what he sees in us, you know, that we get to be light in really dark places of society. And I think this is also um, something that as Christians we sometimes need to unlearn this feeling like one day we'll get to that place, one day we'll get to this kingdom. And you guys, Dave and Kelp, so beautifully challenged us on what is kingdom like right now. And I don't know of any example in my life where I've found kingdom come on my own. It's like God didn't create us like that. He created this Adam and Eve. He created this church as the hope of the world to the brokenhearted, or um, in some translations, it means shattered minds, which I resonate with. Um, We can't bind up the brokenhearted by ourselves. Like we can't step out into like a higher glory for the city, like I can't do that by myself, you know, and that's so releasing. Um, I'm sure a few of you have listened to this podcast by, on burnout, I know we were talking about it briefly, um, by I think Amelia and Emily Nagoski, 
um, Brene Brown interviewed them, they wrote a book on burnout and it's been profound, like I've, I've learned so much through it, but they talk about us as human beings back in the days where we were being chased and how our stress response used to be such an easy, I mean we could die, but it was an easy succession of something happens, you're being chased by a lion and so you run and then you run as fast as you can to escape the stress, the stressor. And then maybe you outrun them or maybe somebody opens their, their cave. <laughs> that's not what they said, but that's what I pictured. To open their cave and they say, come in here. Anyway, the point of their story was saying how stress and adrenaline stays in our bodies far too long these days. We're just always living in this like heightened state of emergency until your adrenals like have a real burnout or your your body or your mind or something just can't keep up with that level of stress response and how we need to find ways to like move through it again um and i found it a beautiful picture again of church um of how we were called not to just run not just to run a race not just to like do something like an ngo which isn't a bad thing but that we also required to have connection at the end of that response, uh, stress response. So they were saying it wasn't just outrunning the lion or the hippo. It was also the fact that then there was this elation of being back with the tribe, of being rescued by somebody invited into their cave. <laughs> um, and I felt like that is the truth of this organization that we get to belong to. It's not just that we get to be together and have connection, of belonging. It's also that we get to do something. We get to move through a cycle, maybe not a stress cycle, but some kind of cycle. It felt cyclical. It made more sense in my head. Um, but God kind of used that um, example for me in terms of what does it look like to be on a mission together um, and actually make an impact, not just in this room, which I know you all um, firmly believe in. We've been on so many fun adventures together in that way. Yeah. Um, so my point four <laughs> was, I think I felt a bit vulnerable when people started asking, how am I coping without all my people? Because it felt like, um, is this what I'm known for? And then I felt like God was rewriting the narrative for me because I started thinking, yeah, actually I'm okay. I'm quite comfortable with being known for this. I'm quite comfortable with being known for valuing connection. Um, I'm quite comfortable with being known for being on mission with people outside of my nuclear family. I'm quite comfortable with my children growing up, always having our guest room full of people that need a place to stay. I'm quite comfortable with the fact that my life is... um, not for the things that I necessarily want to do, you know? I need to find a way to fill my own tank, but I'm very comfortable knowing that my job or my career or my children or my city isn't the beginning and the end for me. And I feel like God ultimately in church gets to say to us, a signal, gets to say to us as his people because the church was his idea right we didn't come up with this what do you want to be known for like what do you value 
and it's it's a really good thing to think on for yourself but also to think on then as a, as a family as we move through whatever this last season was like what do we want to be known for again you know it was really tough to to continue to be known for something during this time and I think like I said two weeks ago David Cull did such a beautiful job of really getting us through that because I felt like there was still a language there was still this evident need of Signal Church um, just by what you guys were bringing over the screen yeah so I think that's what I wanted to say it's good <laughs> it's very good yeah thanks for Thank so reach out your hands let's pray for Jen as she um, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for everything that Jen is in this community, what she embodies to us, <clears throat> what she lives out amongst us, and how we get to live and journey with her. Thank you for her life right now. Just send her a positive vibe. Just thank you, Holy Spirit, everything you might be doing in her and the future, what it looks like with her shaping values and being part of this community and living into everything she is in you, God. Just bless her life, bless her family, bless the dog. All of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jane. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Very good. <laughs> um, God, I think, you know, there, there's no sort of uh, grand answer to what is the church. We're just working it out together. And if you think, like, as you just ended there saying the last couple of months, how many of you had this thought? I, I, I definitely did. I know Dave did too, but why do we have church? Like, we were just having these Zoom things and doing YouTube we could just teach and, and it was just you know we we're kind of in a way in a rhythm of like on a Sunday one of us would have to make an address in a sense because you we were just like addressing a screen alone in a room with no response or interaction but what is you know and and I remember long back being asked by someone if we you know if you die or if you leave a, if you leave an area or a community would anyone miss you like what's the point of you of, of life, and I think it's just powerful the way you've asked us, you know, what do we want to be, what do we want to be known for, what do we want to live into, what do we want people to go like, flip, that's not happening anymore, because that person is not doing that, or, you know, isn't in that place, or, I think it's a good thing for us to all be reflecting on, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Jen talked earlier on, um, yesterday was the anniversary to us losing our dear friend Vanessa three years ago, and uh, I was just thinking about you, Jenna, who's one of her close friends, I just felt like saying to you, um, I just saw like today, it's sort of three years on, but there's this, there's a sense of, of God is kind of really going to begin to take that value of Ness and what her struggle was with mental health and her journey. And you're going to begin to, I got the word flexible, like just really came to me. And I saw the sense of like, you're going to be able to take some stuff from there so currently you just like in the last three years you've maybe been grieving more but now i felt i saw you creating spaces for people in that there's like a real kind of sense of i've journeyed this thing and i've grieved something quite significant like a really close friend and i felt like the next uh time was you i saw you moving into higher levels of flexibility around how you can adapt yourself and be flexible to people's needs. Like really specifically stepping into new levels of, of, of um, encouraging people around this. Like 
like most of us have just got, like, this is what we think on a topic, but you can just, I just saw this thing, and you're able to help people, and they feel safe with you in that way, and you like, come across, it's a gift, this flexibility of, of uh, what's the word, holding a space, like, like your persona, this is, this is, this is yeah, so, yeah, I felt like encouraging you because um, we we there's the storm and then there's the fruit, you know. After every there's this there's this there's a there's a result of that like those tears you've sowed, you know. So hope that encourages you. Yeah, I have to think back on losing a friend. So you, it's a it's a it's a big um kind of like it's like you're trying to remember someone's birthday. Now you're remembering like an anniversary of someone's death. It's like quite hard. You, you 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 can relate to that, you know, like long back. There's the, so I think we all have to kind of ask the. You said it beautifully last week. For you, like, are we asking the right questions? Of like, I'm feeling this feeling again. What does that then mean for me as a result of like I'm grieving over this? But what does that mean for me right now? What you're doing, wanting to do with me, Holy Spirit, and I remember this thing. Whatever the hardships being, you know. Um. So I'm going to take it back to the generosity train. Anybody else whose hand was up maybe onto two? Not a one, I don't want a one anymore. Not, any, not yet. Okay. No, we're gonna go to ones. We're gonna just be there with the twos. Anyone was up for two? Anybody did two acts of generosity this week? Did you do two, James? Come, come, take your pick of the best. Guys, just give James a clap. Tell us about the ones that you think would be encouraging. Uh, yeah, so it's actually a bit of a trick because it's the it was two it was two allotments to the same thing. Whoa. So, um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so it, the generosity thing is always difficult because you kind of have to go out of your isolated bubble and then you have to interact with people of need and with people with need and um, I mean you can generally just walk on the street and you can see it there, but it's like you realize how my route between home, work and friends and how it's very closed. So it's always difficult, like, well, how do you find people with need? And then there's also a problem for me is broaching, how do you find without insulting someone? Like, we all are like, hey, uh, Dom, here's a gift. And like, oh, shut up. I mean, I'd happily take cash from anyone, but on the same breath, it's like, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say that, like, I'm not doing well. It's like, you know, a bit of a pride thing there. So anyway, so I told, I told Jim and Dave's sort of story on Tuesday um, and it was on the... Uh, basically, I was just, I was doing some research, hunting for a specific guitar amp, and then uh, just and then I took your little advice and went onto Facebook Marketplace. And I regret it immensely, and <laughs> went logged on, signed up, got on a Facebook account, and then I found an amp like four, the exact amp that I wanted to post like four days ago. Messaged a guy on WhatsApp, like I'm very keen. What's the reason for sale? And he just said straight up money. It's like great amp, but I just, I just need money. So I was like, cool. And then I negotiated him hard, like. Said, oh, no, that's a great. Yeah. So it's like, no, this is a good price already. Like, no, 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 no. Eventually, I'm because I need cash. I need cash. All right, cool. Let's negotiate. Yeah, I'm, I'm a buyer. It's in my nature to. It's in my nature to negotiate. I'll give you half of what you need. <laughs> so, anyway, so you did. You deliver it as well. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's how I got my price. Like, no, I'll come. I'll come past your place. Pick it up. It was in table view, so it was a big deal. You wanted that deal. So anyway, so got there and phone to say I'm just going to cut the story a little bit shorter but you're standing outside this guy's house and it's absolute trash uh, and there's just this no it's just like you feel like uh, I, I thought was, this was going to be a mugging to be honest with you I thought you were going to arrive and there's like some dodgy things like a high, like a very 
in Land Rover that parks behind me. I think, oh, this must be the guy. And then drives away, and then another Vespa drives past, and then the guy just starts flicking like out of the blue, like flicking, flicking, flicking. Gets in the end, gets off his bike, puts a six pack of beer into the, because I was carrying it, puts it into a seat, gets back on, and then turns around and drives away. Where am I? I was just like, hey, this is, this is like, and unless you've got my beer, you send the time, I'm here, where are you? He says, you understand when I get there. <laughs> just like, it's like, what? It's like, I find it like, and I, anyway, so then. Anyway, so, you, so then this, and then this all like four, orange Ford Fiesta thing pops up, guys with a wife beater, all tip, frosted tips, and shell necklace, and then this God, big. Same thing fashion that came once. This is just like you just say like this, this is this, like you know all, everything's going like something's wrong here, and this massive guy, bald head, like about this high, gets out, um, and then he walks to me, and, and then he starts and starts telling the story and. In the back of the car is his, is is his three-year-old boy, his beautiful three-year-old boy, that 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 even the previous evening had been attacked by a dog that from a lady who was homeless that they took into their home, but and she only had her dog, and that's and they didn't agree to that but anyway, and then she was feeding him, and then the dog attacked the boy, and he's been in a couple of hours of surgery, uh, plastic surgery for his face. Um, and eventually I was just like, I don't understand why he still told me to come, but obviously he needed the money. So I was like trying to balance those. So he's going through this trauma um, and had the most gentlest eyes, like looking at this guy's eyes. I'm like, I just wanted to weep just looking at him. Um, and especially when he said that, like, like, it's my beautiful boy. And I got WhatsApp pictures, got his two sons in. And but it's just like these blonde boys like, on the beach, happy. Um, and then off, so, Andrew, so uh, we uh, played the ampersand. Okay, fantastic. Let me get out of your head. Let me get out of here. And walk through the car and you know, take his mind off things, talking about music and like that. Um, and you can see this guy is just absolutely shattered. So, and then it's just right, and I just said to him, like, after the story, I'm just so moved, like, um, I'm going to send you some, I'm going to send you some extra after, like, as soon as we leave. And he says, well, thank you, appreciate it. Got in the car, um, clapped him with some, another EFT. Um, and then got, and then just like so emotionally wrecked driving home. They chatted to say, and then, and then Sarah was talking it's like I really feel that we need to give this guy some more and I said like, cool should we do X and she's like no, let's go nice. <laughs> let's go more let's meet in the middle so, no let's go more <laughs> okay let's go more so then so then hit him with another with another allotment a couple of days later that was part two and then just said to him said Sarah and I've just really been praying for you and uh, his name was Albert and been praying for you and your son um, I've got his name on my phone but anyway so uh, just praying that he's just speedy recovery and everything like that. Uh, and my part of the story was that the reason why the guy in the, the shell necklace had drive, driven in an orange car was because they were between cars. Um, so he just had his little motorbike that he drove to Stellenbosch because he worked for Cathy Tech. And, um, but you could just see this guy. Uh, it was such an amazing story. Mm. So, he just prayed for, uh, so he spent some time praying for him, messaged him, and he was like, it's really heating up nicely. You made a significant impact. So... After negotiating him down, I went for like yeah. double. <laughs> basically, he got the, he got Amazing. double the amp. Oh. Yeah. 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 So they're gonna have two more. Dom's gonna do one. I, I, I heard his story of three. Jess told me that Claire told her, and I like the story. Can tell us his story. Is this one? Yeah, it's cool. Um. Yeah, so we're busy selling all the stuff in our house. We like literally, we're down to mattresses now. Um, so it's getting pretty fun. I've seen their pickets. It's messy. They sleep meditating. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Um, very refreshing. And so we've kind of realized, so we've got to get rid of everything. So Claire's been selling for last month and we had a dishwasher up on Marketplace. Let's look. So we, we, we're getting the James version of that cutting us, that cutting us <laughs> um, And this lady had organized to, to buy this dishwasher. So she's been messi- messaging Claire on WhatsApp for like weeks now, but sending like three minute audio clips like three times a day. There's so much content that's going on. And, and Claire's like, Claire paid it to me. And I'm like, nothing is about the dishwasher. <laughs> all about like how she's buying the dishwasher for his son and how she's trying to organize like like movement stuff and his life and like just like it's just like an overshare every single day <laughs> and it's it's super entertaining because you're like like this night becomes like story you're like what's really happening you're like digging into this thing and the the one day so there was a couple like a couple of messages in the week claire's like every day telling me this dishwasher lady <laughs> and she always saves the, the person's name as like like the one I always laughed about was Carol Camping Pot <laughs> so now there's a Carol Camping Pot in our life so it's always like an, I don't know this lady she's buying a pot. yeah the Camping Pot uh, and it's like Carol Camping Pot it flows quite nicely um, so there's a dishwasher lady as well um, Debbie Dishwasher possibly <laughs> I think Debbie the Dishwasher um, and the one the one night she gets this message from this lady again, now they're obviously big mates. Um, and it was a 10 second message of just this lady absolutely drunk. Like a, like a, like a drunk message. Um, I, it, it made no sense. It sounded like And I'm coming to go. That's literally what it sounded like. I mean, time to Um so Claire plays this to me the next morning while I'm at my, I'm at my coffee machine there and, and I'm like, she plays it and I, just this thing sunk in in me. I was like, like we need to help this lady. Like there's something behind all of this. Like we, we're making a joke about all these messages, but it just, if you kind of take a step back and look at it, you're like, no, there's, there's something here. And I said to Claire, I mean, I, I track my finances like to the T. So Claire and I are this, this balancing act of, aren't we like, Let's give them this. Let's give them X. Claire's on the opposite end, and she stretches me. It's such a, like a healthy tension that we've got. She'll stretch me to like down there, and I meet in the middle, kind of. And she'll. So it's it's very similar. And so I just felt this thing in me. I'm like I'm learning to exercise when I hear this or feel this. And it was such a strange feeling. I said to Claire, I think we just need to give her the dishwasher. Claire looks at me because she's shocked now. I'm, nice. I'm, I went there and she's like, whoa, that's odd. That's my, that's my move. <laughs> um, and this lady was saying, well, she needs to bring the courier guys to come collect the dishwasher for her son. Um, and then yesterday, the courier guys didn't come. The son and daughter came to fetch it. I was here in Woodstock, so Claire received it. Um, but we were like, it's amazing how God's timing, like he just sits back and says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to move these things, and it all lines up to create this crazy story that can't make sense. So I'm not there, Claire's running the dishwashing cycle to clean it out, and she felt, oh, I need to run it again. And so he's just using it for the last time. Yeah, we're getting, we're using up our blocks so we don't we pay for them. And, um, and she's running it for a second cycle, and then these guys came early, like half an hour early. So she, they had to wait. They're not going to end the cycle. This must be clean properly. We put the block and we paid for it. Um, and 
they start chatting and Claire tells them about the drunkard story and they're laughing, they know exactly the moment it happened and mom, her mom doesn't, their mom doesn't drink. Um, but when she spends time with this particular person, they go big. And that was the moment. But they started sharing a little bit and her, her, their mom's gone through like quite a bit this year. Like, um, I think she recently, beginning of the year, got divorced. Um, she had COVID and nearly died. I don't know, like, two, like that's a separate scenario. Like she had COVID, recovered, and also nearly died with something else. I don't know the, the detail to it. Um, I don't, they didn't share with Claire either. And the dishwasher isn't for the son either. It's for her. So I think there's a bit of like, like she felt bad, like she's trying to restart her life. Kind of said, well, it's for my son. Um, and Claire said to them, well, my husband had this moment. We chatted and we're just going to give you guys, give him on the dishwasher. And they like freaked out. Um, they, couldn't, they couldn't receive the gift at first. Because it's like, well, no, we must pay for it. It's like, and... That was one thing. So Claire had a lot of time. The dishwasher cycle was still going. Um, they were locked in. They were locked in. And we locked the doors as well. Um, but she got to have a really special moment to share with them. And yeah, I just like a God's blessing and like that, that she's taking care of a mom, of, of their mom. So it was really special that uh, she got to kind of share that with them. And we were all connected in this long month of a story. Um, that ended in such a special time where we got to, got to bless him with this dishwasher. So that's our story. Um, God moves, though, in crazy ways. So it's really special, yeah. Well done, Brie. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Pleasure. Um, is anyone burning to tell this story? One minute, one more quick one. Anybody burning to tell it? You, you, you have to tell it. My week started like when we prayed over our wallets here, someone left their money there, so I just took it. To my backpack, if you want it, there's an envelope, it said week of generosity, and I was like, brilliant. <laughs> Keep it. Yeah, yeah, that's one of you. So let me know if it's yours. Um, a couple of people, yeah, last week that money didn't. But I, yeah, I thought um, it's fantastic way to start the week of generosity. Um, what I was thinking we should do, let's, let's, let's end with prayer. There's so much that God's doing and, and, and how busy he is with amongst us all the time. I think, I think yeah, we were talking about it, Jen said it so wonderfully last night, we were chatting about it. Just like having a week like this where we said, let's be generous every day. It just changes us to notice people again. Isn't that like just a powerful thing? We've just been looking again. That's, that's, that's the point. That's the significance of, sure, we notice people, but now we're really looking like, God, what might you be doing? How might you be sharing your heart of compassion or love towards someone? Just like Jason and I spent the whole week, sort of, who should we, you know, you're constantly just aware of people again. And that's just, so let's not stop. This is just a small moment. We do it every year, just like a week to remind ourselves, but let's keep on with this process of saying, God, who might you be giving? Maybe you didn't um, feel like you were empowered enough this week to, to make some of these actions so go for it and co continue i i got a couple that i planned in this week that i felt like god said do this do this so they, i'm still sort of building up to them some of them were too big so i've had to like i'm wrestling with the lord like i don't want to do it and i'm still uh, like i joked with you guys i haven't gone to woolies yet and paid for anyone's groceries shop rights you know okay but woolies is like a stretch and um, so we're just we're working working on, on how generous we are still so let's stand together and we're going to pray as we close off um 
I really feel like there's, there's some of us who've done an act of generosity that's quite significant to release over each other and to share. And so we're going to pray quickly and then we're going to share that with, just share one story across the room like that as we, as we close. Okay. So let's stand together and pray. Yeah. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence that's with us right now. Thank you that you've been with us just for the fun of getting to share these stories and how much you love that we gather like this in your name, Jesus. Um, just open ourselves up to you for a moment here. We say, Holy Spirit, if there's anything that's been shared in these stories or in um, what Jane shared about what the value of the church is and what we're each needing, that that would just drop into our spirits right now and where we need to be renewed and restored. You said that, Jane said that phrase about um, shattered minds, where there's like those places where there's just really dysfunctional shattered minds in our own selves and people around us. If you come and you drop things into our spirits that we would be able to hold right now and afresh. Yeah, we thank you for your presence right now, Holy Spirit. We're just going to, like another one, one, one minute or so, just Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come and move amongst us right now. There's no, um, there's nothing like just a moment and pause and you just wave in the Holy Spirit. Wave in the Holy Spirit. I invite you. I don't know what your name is. I didn't meet you earlier, but um, yeah, you. Yes, Sam. 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 I was like earlier on, um, so I the Spirit I might be encouraging people in the room and he highlighted me too. And I, was, I saw a picture of a helicopter and the, the, the blade was spinning really crazily and I just felt like there's been a lot going on spinning and there's a spinning and then he said to me what's been happening is like you've been spinning and there's like so much stuff going on crazy but he wants to encourage you today that like a helicopter that the spin creates the lift and it's, it sort of has to spin in order to get the lift and so the result of the spinning that's been going on is going to be the lift into really being able to feel a sense of take also a sense of like flight in God and his love for you and obviously we all like love it I think that sensation of freedom of flying but it's often from the, the spinning and the chaos that we actually move into his purposes and his plans and stuff. So hope that encourages you. Um, so just bless you, Holy Spirit, right now. Thank you for what you might be doing in your life, Jesus. We thank you for anything that, that might be going on. So you just encourage your Holy Spirit with whatever the spinning that's going on, that you just resolve that and that you'd give her that lift that she needs lifting off into your love and your purposes God and you go be before her and give her the flight path and the plan and the purposes mm -hmm. you know, where this chopper is going to go but thank you God that you're moving in her life and Terry also felt something for you earlier I just want to encourage you just like I think you've just been doing so well Terry mm -hmm. hey? you just it's been amazing you and James as I like to say in Spanish James hey, you're doing so well just amazing yeah just reach out your hand, guys. We're just gonna we just bless what's going on with Terry right now as she's mothering James. It's what four months? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for the, for her life right now that you're just stirring and moving and empowering her to just disciple James into your ways, into your love, Jesus, by your Spirit. We bless her. We bless her household. We bless your purposes over her and over James right now. Yeah. Thank you, God, for your life that's on them. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. When we speak over his life, your favor and your destiny and your plans, your provision, 
your mindset. And he'd know that he'd know that he'd know that he's loved and accepted. He'd never struggle with that, Jesus. That was the thing I got earlier. It was just like, James is going to be really secure in his identity in Christ. Yeah. So we speak that over you already. And there's going to be more over the years, but we just speak that in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. So guys, thanks for coming. I just want to urge you as we wrap up, just maybe tell someone your story if you didn't get a chance to say it from the mic. If you did something, it's cool just to share it and like you went out and gave or whatever it was because there's often so much on that, you know, so much light on sharing it. So thanks for coming, everybody. Be encouraged, be blessed. See you next week. We're here every week now again, so be here. And uh, if you're not getting the emails, come to Jason. Sign up for the emails. Bless you. Have a lack of Sunday. Yeah? Oh yeah, check your spam if you're not getting Jesus' emails. Big effort into them. Thanks guys, have a lacquer Sunday. Bless you all.